0: Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL, most valuable listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.
1: But I think the key ingredient is communication. We are quite good at communicating with each other and we're like You know, putting boundaries when we have to. And one little piece that we do is we do a retrospective.
0: My name is Espri Devora. all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast. I'm here in Christchurch, New Zealand with a phenomenal entrepreneur, from Wellington, hello Natty. Hello, how's it going? <laughs> so go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody and let them know who you are. Okay, great.
1: I'm Natalie Lombardo. Um, everyone calls me Natty, though, and I work at Lumio.org. I'm a member of the cooperative because we are a worker-owned cooperative and also a social enterprise. And what we do is we build technology for groups that want to communicate better together and that they want to make decisions together.
0: And now is this your company or it's a collective coming together? Yeah, this is a
1: collective coming together. So at the moment we have around 10 members and it fluctuates a little bit on the membership but around that number.
0: And what does that mean? Can you describe for us more, like, what's the purpose of the collective? Mm-hmm. And and what does that really mean? What does it look like? How does someone join the collective? Mm-hmm. So the purpose of the collective is building technology. And Lumio
1: actually has a social mission. And the social mission is to make it possible for everyone, everywhere... To make decisions that affect their lives, so to be more involved
0: with the decisions that you know that affect your life. And you just did a four-hour workshop here at the we exchange. Did. What was the workshop about? So the workshop was about some patterns
1: about how we organize. So because we are a worker co-op and we work without bosses, so we are a decentralized organization. And through the five years that went on, and we're also part of this collective network that is called Inspiral. Um, you might have heard
0: that. <laughs> I have not heard of it yet.
1: <laughs> so that's a different interview. <laughs> so anyway, the way that we organize um, is collectively. Uh, we, we all have power and we all make decisions together. So what we share in our workshops is all those lessons that we learn yeah. by trying to organize this, work, this way. What goes well, what goes wrong, and what are some of the solutions that we can apply?
0: And you're a major player in, in revitalizing Christchurch and to be a dominant city as well as other areas. And that's why you use the Collective 4 to help rebuild and reformat cities to become stronger, right? Yeah, so there's a lot of the groups here in Christchurch that use our technology.
1: So our main company is based in Wellington, but we're all all over the show. So there's a lot of groups all over the world using Lumio to make decisions together. And there's
0: a lot of groups here in Christchurch doing that to rebuild the city. And when you say utilizing Lumio. Now Lumio isn't a company itself or it is because when you say collective it means people coming together under this umbrella. What does that really mean? So Lumio is a company
1: and we make software. We are a cooperative so in a sense we are also a collective of people building this company but Lumio as a platform for decision making and discussions is used by a lot of different collectives around the world. And, and and what inspired you to create Lumi in the first place? So um, Richard, that is my partner, yeah. in crime and in love. <laughs> uh, he, he, we met at Occupy Wellington. So when the Occupy Wall Street movement yeah. moved into New Zealand, and there was a global call for that to happen, right. We all came down to the Civic Square in Wellington. And there, um, we set up camp for around two months. Yeah. And that's where we met. And also, Ben Knight and Hannah Salmon, we were all there trying to make decisions together in a huge circle of people, trying to make consensus um, with no one in charge. And it was really hard, but it was really inspiring as well. So... Out of that inspiration is that we came out of that and mainly Ben and Rich and Hannah and a bunch of other people that were the founders, they were like, well, why don't we take all of this into the online world? How can we take the best bits of this but also get rid of the bad bits. That right. is, there's always one voice that will not, will speak forever on the circle and you can't get to hear the others. Or there's always those introverts and the really quiet ones that will never raise their hand to speak up in front of everyone else. Yeah. So by creating Lumio, the idea was make it more accessible for a lot of the activist communities to have consensus decision-making and to hear each other in a different way. And then after it started spreading through the activist movement, suddenly we had requests from government agencies, from schools, from collectives, from companies, from boards, and everyone wanted to use it. And we're like, okay, wow, there's a lot more than just activists that actually want to do this work. So that's how it spread.
0: And when did you first fall in love with technology and innovation?
1: Ooh, okay. That's a tricky (laughs) story. So...
0: When Lumio started, I was one
1: of the activists in the in the square that I was a little bit skeptic about technology. At that point, I was like, ah, oh, no, you know, like, because yeah. just a background, a little bit more background. Before I joined um, Occupy, before I arrived to New Zealand, I spent four years traveling around the world, uh, sitting in a lot of circles, meeting with a lot of communities and collectives that they were trying to organize in a different way to live together, eco-villages, hippie gatherings, right. you know. Um, So, my idea of technology was like, oh, I don't know, is that thing that is distant from the people side? I'm not sure about it. Right. But then, I started seeing what these folks were doing, and I was already involved in a way, because I was very good friends, I started helping them to translate it, because suddenly all these activists in Spain, through the Podemos movement, were starting to use it, and they needed extra support with Spanish speakers, and I was like, wow, okay, this this thing seems pretty good. Yeah. And um, through talking with Rich, that he always been into tech. I was like, well, actually, you're right. Technology has a really good side to it that I haven't seen before. Yeah. It can actually bring people
0: together. So that's I think that's when I actually started to fall more in love with technology. It's funny because that's the that's my purpose and why I have my company. Um, my company in Los Angeles is We Are LA Tech, and then I do, of course, women in tech around the world. And the whole idea is helping people to connect online in order to move them offline to form meaningful relationships. Mm-hmm. So it's always about the flow of, you know, like technically, I mean, we met offline, but technically we met online because I met someone else online that brought me to the exchange. Yeah. And yeah. now I met. And so it's about utilizing technology to form IRL relationships. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. definitely. Um, and what would you say is one huge obstacle that you've experienced um, in business that you've successfully overcome and how did you overcome it? That's a really
1: tricky one because there's so many of those. Um, I think that it was about understanding the importance of relationships, understanding the importance of building trust and how, you know, we're all kind of used to a business is this thing, it's work and it has a structure. And everyone tr- is acting professional right. and you don't bring your staff from home into work because yes. work is this professional environment. So I think for me it was mainly understanding that actually those two spaces are not separate and yeah. that who you are as a whole being is what you bring into work. Yeah. So understanding the importance of trust and building relationships in the work environment as
0: well to make that... A lot more fulfilling place yeah. to be. Do you have any insights for us on how to make it work and having a partner that you also work with? Uh-huh. Um, I've met so many successful mm-hmm. life partners and um, fat co-founders, and then I've, f- I've met people that have wanted to shy away from that because mm-hmm. they didn't want to go down that path. And it's yeah. really interesting. I don't think there's a right or wrong. So for mm. you, how does it work?
1: Well, I think... Um, we work really well in general together. Like, we've been traveling all around the world giving these kind of workshops. Last year, we spent nine months on the road, and that could be quite taxing. But I think the key ingredient is communication. Yeah. Like, we are quite good at communicating with each other, and we're like, you know, putting boundaries when we have to, or raising our voice when it's like, look, you know what, right now I need a bit of space. Right. And moving away. And one little piece that we do is every time we run, a workshop every two weeks and every time we finish a traveling session we do a retrospective that is something that comes from the agile world the agile management style yeah. for technology so basically we sit down we prepare like a, an hour that we're gonna have together right and we talk about what was good about what we just did I love and it let's do more
0: of that and I what love was that. bad
1: about it yeah. Let's just not repeated and what do we need to change in order to feel
0: better doing this job together that's awesome okay. Thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. Is there anything else that you want to share before we start to wrap up? Thank you
1: for, um, for interviewing me. Of course. Um, one last thing. Uh, maybe just make sure that your tech is enhancing your relationships. Yeah. Just make sure of that. And also spend time face-to-face because that's when the sparkly
0: eyes happen. 100%. How can people get in touch with you?
1: So, you can contact us at contact at lumia.org if you're interested to know more about the platform. And you can contact me directly at natty at um, thehum.org if you want to know more about the workshops and the stuff that we do with organizations. And can you spell the email? Yes, it's from- N A T I at thehum, that is T
0: H E H U M dot org. Perfect. Thank you, Natty. You guys, be sure to say hello to Natty and reach out to us on social at Women in Tech Show on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Remember, Women in Tech Facebook group, I've been forgetting to talk about it for a while. Um, If you just go to womenintechvip.com, it takes you straight to the Facebook group so you could connect with people around the world. That's great. I'll join. All right. Bye. UpGuard. One of my favorite companies in Mountain View combines asset discovery, security ratings, and vendor questionnaires for the only complete cyber risk solution. Not only do they keep us safe online, they empower women in tech internally. They focus on hiring female engineers to make sure that we rise to the top. So I welcome you to take a look at their job opportunities from Mountain View to New York, New York, to Sydney, Australia. They are a company worth exploring. Their mentorship culture is magnetic. Mention the Women in Tech podcast when you apply. Just as they celebrate women in tech, we want to celebrate you too. So make sure to let us know when you've reached out to UpGuard, and we'll make sure to feature you on the Women in Tech social channels. We believe in you. UpGuard.com. Visit them for yourself. You'll see exactly what I mean. The Women in Tech podcast is an independent production funded by you, the community. To support Women in Tech, if you believe in the vision as much as we do, please consider going to womenintechpodcast.com. That's womenintechpodcast.com and just click on the contribution link to keep this podcast going. Thank you.